Good morning, everyone. Uh, thanks, Scott, for that reading. Uh, it's good to be here with you. Um, last week, we started our series on Nehemiah. We heard about how Nehemiah was an Israelite living in Babylon and that he was cupbearer to the king of Persia. He was a trusted advisor, potentially a role like a prime minister or a chancellor. He hears about the ruined state of Jerusalem and then asks permission from the king to go and rebuild the city of his ancestors. Amazingly, the king says yes and sends Nehemiah off with letters giving him safe passage and also access to the royal woods for, for timber. And then our reading today starts when Nehemiah arrives in Jerusalem. He is there a few days before he does this secret recce at night, looking at the extent of the damage. Up until now, he hasn't told anyone what he is up to. God had given Nehemiah a vision for rebuilding Jerusalem, but he now has the task of envisioning others, building his team and getting the work started. In verse 17, he says, you see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. A city in ruins is a powerful metaphor. I've been thinking about the different types of ruins we have around us, the different spaces that might need rebuilding. Our environment, our economy, our political systems, our NHS, our schools, our mental health. And then there are other things that, although not in ruins, will definitely need some rebuilding at the end of this pandemic. Our church community, our relationships with people who we haven't been able to see. All of these things have been, and more, have been severely impacted by this virus. And we are still in the midst of a crisis right now, aren't we? And very few of us have the energy to rebuild, even if there were no physical restrictions on us. But I think what God is inviting us into today is to hear the whispers of his vision for rebuilding. What might God be saying to you today about his world, about our society, our community, and what might he be wanting to rebuild in you? Many people are talking about the opportunity we have as never before to make changes to our world when we come out of this pandemic. Things that would have felt like massive shifts and changes in 2019 now feel much more possible. We are at a turning point and the decisions we make now will shape our world for decades to come. Could we become a society that forever values life above productivity? Could local communities become places of connection and support once again? Could racial and economic inequalities be reduced? And could the flourishing of creation be valued more highly than our consumerism? And within ourselves, what might there be to rebuild? We have learnt resilience in the last year, haven't we? Many of us have managed things we never thought were possible. But the trauma will also have impact. 
Even for those of us who haven't lost anyone, there will be impacts on our emotions and mental health that will take a while to outwork, let alone those who have been on the front lines. I am very aware that I am holding myself, keeping strong and keeping going. It is helping me to get through, but I know that there is a lot for me to mourn, which I will have to face at some point. What is your response at the moment? What are the positives and negatives of that, the place that you are in? What might God be saying to you as you walk this journey that might make you, help you to step into more freedom or emotional health? Some of the rebuilding we will need to do will need creative thinking. We won't be building things back exactly as they were before. As I've said, we have an opportunity to make things better. If racial and climate injustice were easy to fix, we probably would have done it by now. Um, after the Second World War, the UK had the hope, vision and unity to build the NHS that we appreciate so much today. What about now? What could be the new creative visions for now? And this is where it is brilliant that we have a creative God. Max, my four-year-old, has recently got obsessed with space, specifically the planets. Um, as all obsessed children do, he is leading us on a journey of discovery. I didn't even know that there were five dwarf planets in our solar system, but now we know all their names. Um, and which ones live in the Kuiper belt. Very important, apparently. Um, it has also led to him asking me which planet heaven is on, which did slightly flummox me this week. But his delight in learning about this amazing system has led me to wonder again. The expanse of space created by our God, and then our little planet, which is so completely different from the others, giving life to our world as we know it. I don't know if you've seen the latest David Attenborough on the BBC, but the first episode is about volcanoes. And apparently before humans started producing carbon in such the vast quantities that we do, volcanoes were completely essential for plant growth as they produce carbon dioxide. Our world was created in perfect balance everything working together to produce life. And our vision for rebuilding comes from this same creator God. He is not limited by our understanding or our experience. Let us ask him to help us reimagine this world with his mind. We need communities of people who are willing to reimagine and unite together in prayer and action. I believe then we will see extraordinary things. Another man who was called to rebuild was St. Francis of Assisi, a man from a well-off background in the 13th century whose life was set out before him and then changed in a moment when he heard God asking him to rebuild my church, which is in ruins. He started by doing the physical rebuilding of actual church buildings and then realized God's vision was much bigger than, than that. He went on to lead a movement of social justice where caring for those living in poverty, the sick and for creation became central parts of the Christian faith. He followed the teachings of Jesus and modeled, modeled a life of simplicity 
flummoxing the established church leadership of the day who had been gathering up riches. By allowing God to inspire his imagination, Francis was able to see huge change, which still inspires so many today. And what was the result in Nehemiah? Well, first of all, there was a positive response from the people, thankfully. Let's start rebuilding, which meant that they could get going. The walls started to be rebuilt, but it didn't stop there. We will see that Nehemiah also rebuilt and reformed society, changing tax systems, calling the Israelites back from exile. So as I finish, what area of life might God be whispering to you about? Where is he giving you vision? This talk isn't a pressure to change the world in a day, but an encouragement to listen to his promptings. It might be something in your own life, in your family. It might be something in our church or local community. It might be something in the world or society, an issue that makes your heart race, a vision to rebuild. For me, I want to continue to build on the foundations that this year has given our family and our marriage. I want to keep the simplicity we've found and choose to not get drawn back into the mania of life, remembering that we can be content with very little. And I want to do what is within my power to help rebuild a greener and fairer world with my consumer choices and using my voice to speak to those in power. Is God staring in you? In a minute, we're going to have some time to reflect with a beautiful song from Maisie. But first, I'm going to end with a short prayer written by some of my colleagues in Tearfund, Australia. Lord, renew our spirits and cleanse our hearts. Renew our minds and transform our lives. Renew our cities and rebuild our ruins. Renew our world. In your name we pray. Amen. <laughs>